we sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Tell you why the day is sunny. I'm Welcome, everybody, to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design and the District of Dinah. I'm your host, Gregory Rich. Tonight's theme, interior design. My guest is someone that I could truly say is an interior designer's interior designer. <laughs> Amy Haglin from Amy E. Haglin Design with offices at both International Market Square and the District Edina is with us. Amy, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. It's been too long. I've been meaning to have you on for a while, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. Well, I'm jazzed. <laughs> Outstanding. I'm a bit nervous though, because I don't know how this all works. The so. shot of vodka didn't help. Hey. The warm up didn't 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 get you there. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> all right. It's going to be a fun show, though, folks. Seriously. Um, Coctology segment. Coctology today is brought to us by none other than Carl Wallace Peltier, Habitation's own Carl Wallace Peltier. Carl, how are you? I'm doing good. Glad to hear it. I appreciate your sitting in and mixing some cocktails for us. It's uh, it's going to be fundamentals tonight. Yeah, yeah. Tell us what we're going to be doing. We are doing uh, a Grey Goose uh, dry martini. And, Amy, you like them dirty, right? Naughty. Of course you it's do. It's my favorite. Thank <laughs> you so much for providing that. Of course you do. <laughs> All right. So we're going to basically be making a vodka martini. Incidentally, very important to point out, it's a vodka martini. Vodka martini. If you just say martini, I'm sorry, I'm old school. It's gin. Yep. I like vodka martinis, but it's not just a martini. Yes, you poured a gin martini for my clients a few days back. I did. We thought they were vodka, and then we tasted gin, and we were like, whoa. (laughs) But they were were delicious. You did a great job. So thank you so much. One of the joys of habitation furnishing and design. It's a nice selling point. Yes. And a little known fact, by the way, that uh, if any Drink in the Style listeners are ever interested in swinging into habitation and introducing themselves to me, I will generally do a shot with you. That is true. (laughs) It's very, very true. (laughs) That's an open invitation, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) All right. right. Uh, Why don't you hit us with some mixing music, Johnson? All right. So you're going to take your shaker, fill her up with ice. Excellent. And vodka. Here we go. So normally it's about a two ounce pour per person of Grey Goose. I'm just eyeballing this at this point. Incidentally, found out that Grey Goose is not as expensive as it used to be. It seems to have lost its its total premium. We got a, a 1.75 ounce? No, this is a one liter. Oh, is it a one liter? Yeah. A one liter for like 40 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. Is it? Unless you go to Jamaica like I did, and then it's $120 a bottle. Oh, God. Oh, well, that's if you're sending the guy off the resort where his life is, yes. is being yeah. taken. That one, that did happen. Um, and then we are also adding a little um, splash of vermouth. And we are using a, a good vermouth. People, do not just buy the cheapest vermouth you can possibly find. Uh, in this case, we are using... Let me step in on that. The uh, Drillaud. Drillaud? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's a French Blanc Vermouth. That's really tasty. Yeah. And then a uh, shot of uh, olive juice. 
directly out of the uh, bottle. See, usually you do more olive juice than vermouth. Just a heads up next time you do that. (laughs) (laughs) She likes it really dirty. Nice, Greg. Is that good? Thank you. That is fabulous. (laughs) I need to. (laughs) You will like, normally I I like a dry martini as well. But I will say, solid, a good vermouth. I think part of the reason that we all love dry martinis is because people have gotten accustomed to using crappy vermouth. Yeah, it's too bad. Mm -hmm. And then we shake. That has good sound here. I know, I love that sound. Yeah, it does. Johnson, we're going to have to figure out a way to use that sound. Yeah, just to kind of plug it. Carl's getting a workout. You got a great technique on that, Carl. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Experience. You people are wrong. <laughs> we have our glasses with our pre-stuck olives. Okay, so Carl, Carl paused a little bit there because, all right, I didn't have any martini glasses. <laughs> so instead, we're using basically very small goblets to, to, to do this. But here's the deal. I hate the martini glass. Newkirk, who will eventually be back on the show, by the way, always had a great line, which is, because he also hated martini glasses, who wants to drink a, a cocktail off of a plate? It's a good point. They are really annoying to drink out of. I know, I know. These are much more like coupe glasses, I would say. Yeah, I like coupe glasses. They're they've made a huge comeback, especially mm-hmm. so in the design industry. Mm-hmm. They have yes. Do you know the history of the coupe glass? Please tell me. I will because it's great. It is good. All right, the coupe glass was actually modeled after Marie Antoinette's breasts. Yes. What? Mm-hmm. That is true. Yes, it is. It is. All right. So we have our dirty, dry-ish martini. Johnson, don't forget our swallowing music. Let's give it a try. Amy, what do you think? Oh, it's a little too sweet for Amy. (laughs) As she reaches for the vodka bottle. That's, some, right. that's something. There we go. I would say this is yeah. This is this is a sweet this is a sweet uh, 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 martini, but it's better than it normally would be. So here's the thing: I can be open and honest with you guys. So yes. that's why I just uh, <laughs> agreed completely. Kinda. And we've got we've got two blue cheese stuffed olives in this, and I am not, despite my Italian heritage, I'm not a fan of olives in general. To me, the only purpose an olive has is to be in a martini. And the first uh, olive. Or bloody. I guess, if you have to. Yeah. If you have to. My opinion is, you know, if you need to prep your palate, have the olive. Mm-hmm. If not, let it soak. That's a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Have a little. Before. Yep. Yeah. And then I give it to my uh, wife uh, after we're done. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. No, I think this is actually pretty good, but I admit it's, a little It's the first heavy. time I've made a martini, so there you go. <laughs> Dude, you're supposed to be our, our expert cocktailist. Nope. Sorry. I'm calling out to Dan Newkirk. Uh, Newkirk. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> you need I, to take it. I doctored that up. It's good. Did you? Excellent. Because yeah, I like it a little bit more dirty. So yeah. And we're Johnson good. doesn't have one, but he'll pick it up for segment two. Yeah, put a little more mine too. Awesome. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna ask our random question. Our general random question okay. of. So Ms. I'm on now, right? You're on. You okay. ready? All right. This is courtesy of Random Word Generator, which apparently is an algorithm that creates random questions using a series of limited words. And the question that popped up when I hit go was, have you ever taken a long shot? 
that worked out? I would say a long shot would have been um, doing a design job for a client who was actually a really good friend. And sometimes that can go mm-hmm. wrong quickly. And um, it actually didn't. It, it turned out to be a really fabulous project and wonderful to work with. And we just did a bang-up job. So, yeah, so I think that risk. is. I think it is high risk because you're um, – Friendship is on the line with some things. It's um, also professionalism is on the line. And if things don't work out, you could really damage all of that. I wish we had had this conversation long ago because <laughs> I could have learned an important lesson about about that type of a thing yeah. and, and, and doing business think, with people who are yeah, too close. I think transparency and just making sure that you are you're really open with each other um, with that type of situation, it worked well. Good for you. Mm-hmm. All right, there it is. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to pay the bills. So some uh, ads are coming up, but for good, solid advertisers. Uh, but we're going to be back in just a couple of minutes, so uh, make yourself a martini as well. Sit back, and in a moment, we're talking with Amy Hagelin. Under the stars, a winding stream. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm going to Welcome stay. back to Drinking the Style. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and uh, my guest this evening is interior designer Amy E. Heglin. Do you like how I did the vocal fry on that? Did very good, yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, Amy. Yes. Let's start out from 10,000 feet. I mean, why not? What types of projects do you generally do? Well, that's kind of uh, – okay. I do any kind of project. So it could be from consulting, just from furniture, placement, color, coordination, um, new construction, remodeling. So – as a designer, I've been in the industry since I was 18. I did my first um, internship at 18 at F. Schumacher & Company. Down oh, you were at Schumacher? Really? Yeah, that okay. was my first internship, and then they hired me on, and I would go in between summer times and uh, summer and work there. Um, the thing is, I think that every scope is its own situation, and people need help with everything. So they could just need color consulting. They could need a whole new... Mm-hmm. Home on Lake Minnetonka, which I'm doing. So, um, yeah, it's just everything. Anything and everything, I, I think, yeah. I mean, it's a good point. I mean, people generally, when when you say interior designer, you think immediately furniture, you know, sofas, chairs, sectionals, what have you. But you do a lot more than that. I mean, an interior designer, especially someone at, at you know, a professional higher level, takes over other aspects of a, a project, correct? Yes, and I think that it can be done room by room. It can be done on your budget, how you want things to be done. As the homeowner, I work for you. Mm-hmm. So I like to meet with them. We'll talk about this probably in process and things like that. But the thing is, everybody has their own their own 
situation, their own home, their own financials, all of it. So you work with them. And I think the hard part is people think when they hire a designer that they have to have this huge budget, this huge project, Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily like that. No, certainly not. I mean, you know, it can be segments of a room just just as you approach something. I mean, like Carl, for example, I know you have done a lot of uh, of projects where it's phased out mm-hmm. one after the other. And the importance of having a designer in that case is kind of a long-term yep. perspective. Yep. You build a, a relationship with our clients. Um, and if it's a good one, that's why they keep coming back. Are we interviewing Carl here or are we interviewing me? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna he start, looks lonely. So I'm going to start pouring the drinks and Carl's going to talking, huh? As you should, given yeah. apparent butchery that Carl presented as a martini. One note I was going to say, I'm joking with Amy. Um, I like Carl a lot. We're interior designers, but we are also marriage counselors. Well, we'll talk about that in process. <laughs> well, no, we can talk right now. I mean, huge, seriously, huge. You, it's, it's absurd. Because it is. Um, I think the big thing is also I do a lot of work for bachelors and people who have their own businesses. And it's a relationship that you deal with people in the way of their life. So mm-hmm. be it if they're married or have a partner or don't, but they're also, you know, workaholics. Mm-hmm. All of these things um, – you know, doctors, software developers, all this stuff that people do, they need to come into their home and they need to be relaxed. They need to unwind and love it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that as a designer, you're in their home, so you become part of them too. And if you don't have that relationship, it's too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of designers have that. Um, some don't. So the good it, ones do. You have to. <clears throat> I agree because I want to make sure that there's not anything in the home that they don't like. And you have to understand kind of how they're living. And you have to understand, you know, I mean, it's a projection. And, you know, I mean, talking about, all right, so the old joke when I first moved to Minnesota, the people used to tell me was that a Minnesotan will give you directions anywhere but their house. <laughs> so it is true. It's true. It's Minnesotans so true. protect their homes. It's like it's I don't know. It's their you know. It's it's just it's the most private of places. That's and because a lot are, of people are um are uh, what fit, Swedish Finnish all of yeah, that a little yeah. bit more Norwegian. We're just a little bit more yep. in, yes. introverted that way. But it's, and this is a place where again, if you are both Nordic, uh, if you're both uh, Norwegian and Swedish, you're considered multicultural. But here's the thing: the um. When you entertain and travel, and I think that's the biggest thing that I take from my clients. Mm -hmm. I like to know where they travel, how they travel, where they vacation, and then look at those sites and or look at their photos from where they've been because everybody wants to take a little bit back home of that vacation feel. Mm -hmm. So there was a home on Lake of the Isles that I did. He traveled a lot to Hawaii. He loved the big open door you know, pull like door back. Like Alanai or... Well, or when you pull those doors back and they all, yep. you know, shutter in and um, bifold in and, and stack on each other, all of that. There's so many ways to do that now which and more feasible now, which is a great thing. Really? Um, but it gives him that feeling that he is mm-hmm. on vacation. You feel, you feel that that money that you put out to get that done is rewarded. Mm-hmm. And there's that reward system that you have. Um, so I think that, you know, you need to learn that about them. You need to know what they like. And if you don't, they're just going to be okay with what you do. 
It's true. I mean, if you really want to elicit an emotional response, what you're doing is you're creating the environment mm -hmm. and, you know, find out what is important to that person and, and how you affect that. But you're also talking about, so you're talking about doors. Again, that is not traditionally what people think about from an interior design perspective. So now you start moving from furnishings into almost architecture, or at least, uh, what would you call that? Uh, I leave the architecture to the big boys yeah. but, um, should, and but, big girls. But um, it, like you're saying, there's yeah. many more aspects of design other than just furnishings and art and accessorizing for people. So in time, too, you, you develop that relationship to be able to, to give input with that. But if you're working with a good builder or a good remodeler, they bring you in on the process, and then you are with them from once demo starts and or, um, you know, ground breaks. So that's very helpful to the client, too, because you're there in between. You're the client's advocate. Mm -hmm. You really work for that client to get their thoughts and ideas to that builder because mm -hmm. you're the you're the middleman. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, again, because you tend to have the closest relationship with the individual. I mean, the designer is usually the least intimidating of the remodeling process. Well, we're the fun people. You know, you you're, are. when you think about it, we're the fun. We're the, we're the escapism. We're the this. We're not the... Creative we're not. Well, we're not... We don't take the... Everything's not budget-oriented to a degree. I mean, you talk about things, you visualize with things. You, They give you these, you know, idea books from house. People rip out things from magazines that they've had years back. I mean, there's a collection of things that you put together. And it's not just, a, you know, one-night dinner to talk about some things, and then all of a sudden you have a wonderful home. It's a time-consuming situation and project. Agreed. And... Uh... Yeah, and, and, and again, you are the advocate. I like you. I, I like the way you've, you've, pra you've phrased that. All right. Music's on. That means we need another break. But uh, we'll continue our conversation in just a moment. You're listening to Drink in the Style on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. I met her in Monterey in old Mexico. You're just too marvelous, too marvelous for words like glorious, glamorous. In that old standby, amorous, it's all. Now that, that is a voice. I'll never Gorgeous, gorgeous. Never will there be another voice like that. And never has there been anyone who can actually do Sinatra. Only Sinatra can be Sinatra. Do we agree? I agree. No I doubt. agree. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Drink in the Style with the totally not Sinatra tones of me, Gregory Rich. And this is AM 950. The show airs Saturdays at uh, 7 p.m., Sundays at 5 p.m. here in Minneapolis. And there's a good chance you're listening to us as a podcast, in which case, please give me five stars. And if you don't want to give me five stars, then never mind. It's really not worth it. Uh, <laughs> just skip it, maybe. Just skip it. Unless you love me, skip it. All right. We're <laughs> I'm dying. Martinis. Yep. Gotta love them. They're dangerous. They are dangerous. They are wicked. Don't you love when people have a martini and say, my God, that's strong? 
it's a martini. <laughs> it it is literally pure alcohol. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's there's no mixer in there. That yeah. is the truth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when people say that, I'm, oh, that's yeah. wrong. Why did you order it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Then uh, they should get a lemon drop, not a you know, <laughs> like just get a lemon drop right. martini. Then yeah, right. Why it's not? Some, there are plenty of options. Or get a Cosmo, yeah, Cosmo. or whatever the yeah. hell else Tons you want to have. Things. But if you're going to order a martini, you better be ready to drink hard liquor. Mm-hmm. You, are, oh. you are correct. <laughs> All right. This is going fabulously. I could not be happier with our progress. Oh, my cheeks hurt from smiling. <laughs> I love that I'm getting paid to drink right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey. Not at wait work. Wait a minute. I'm not. <laughs> You'll well, learn to bring you, a couple more clients through. The commission stack up. I will get them drunk there and they will go. pay. There we go. Okay. Oh, God. All right. Let's talk about something meaningful. Sure. Let's talk about your process. We've alluded to it. I mean, every designer has kind of their own process for working with a client. So let's start at, at square one. When you when you are meeting a new client, when you're sitting down with someone the first time, what are the first things you're looking to learn? Well, I think the hugest uh, – hugest, is it a word? Um, I think no. <laughs> I think that um, how I – start the process is a conversation on the telephone. Email and text works for the beginning, but that is, you know, mm-hmm. put that on the wayside. Telephone conversation. Meet with them in their home. That's a complimentary service mm-hmm. for the first time because you need to walk through. You need to see where they're living, what they're doing. Is it a new construction? Is it a remodel? Is it just, you know, like I said, a consult or is it, uh, you know, something more than that? So I think meeting in the home doing a walkthrough, finding out if they have children, mm-hmm. animals, um, a spouse. So identifying lifestyle, figuring yeah. out how they live. Yes, so that's beginning. So mm-hmm. that's one. Two, I just make notes, walk through, and then I leave. And then um, between a 24-hour to 48-hour process, I'll develop an email that will outline my hourly rate, uh, deposit taken, to go against my hours, um, how I do a discount for trade because I do provide that. That's part of the service that I give. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps people to be able to afford a little bit upper level mm-hmm. furniture and uh, product and feel like they are not just getting raked over the coals for something. Mm-hmm. So I do provide that. If there are retail stores, then I give that trade discount to people too um, because that's a big deal for for everybody. I feel like, like I said before, people that hire designers think that they, um, in the beginning, think that the designer is this, you know, not, I don't want to say the word unicorn in the way of, oh my gosh, we have to pay them so much money to do this. Mm-hmm. You don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really, you can be on an hourly Mm-hmm. process. But there is a deposit taken on my end because I want to make sure people are serious about doing it. I mean, it is the key. Yep. And yep. it is, I mean, no offense, but it's it's the, the, the chronic problem in our industry is that you do a design for someone or you give someone ideas and things and then they just walk away. Well, they take your stuff. A lot of people, okay, so there's the, cl- the clientele that I am used to dealing with at this moment in my career. Let's work that. Mm-hmm. Um, they do not. They will not take your ideas and walk with it. They will not take your ideas to compare. They will not take your prices to compare. They will. They trust you. Mm-hmm. And they should because mm-hmm. I am giving the way that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in a, a, lot, a while back and or typically in a retail environment, people will use and abuse your, your situation, um, be it at Habitation, be it at uh, West Elm, Restoration Hardware. Let's just say, you know, like I'm, I'm not comparing you to any of those, of course. Of course not. But what I'm in our league. No, not at all. But what I'm saying is just the general public yes. will take your ideas and then they will shop you. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate. And the Internet has changed that and allowed that to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I've been through it before the Internet has been, the inter- you know, before it has even happened. Mm-hmm. And you you just – you did a really good – your honor system. You did – you priced things at a price point that was – how you did it. Mm-hmm. it it's not like you don't mark it up to mark it down. Mm-hmm. You don't do these weird deals and situations where, you know, you can't return something. You know, now when you special order and things like that, that's a whole different ball of wax. Mm-hmm. But what I'm talking about in retail, people will take you and they will, um, they'll use and abuse you. Yeah. So when you get to a certain point and like at Habitation and other areas, you want people who are serious about wanting your product, mm-hmm. you, and the expertise that you provide because you key. provide it. Yes. And you give years of that. You People have gone to school for it. People have worked their brains out for it. And you're giving them the ups and downs of everything. And you're being honest about it. And that's key. And it's true. So, like, so there's a deposit at Habitation. Mm-hmm. If you engage your Habitation designer, be it Carl or Crystal or whomever, um, and and it's not it, it is simply a commitment it's a, it's a it's a validation of the fact that you are legitimately providing a highly skilled service and it also is beneficial to the client i mean that's what's it's often misunderstood because and it's a security yes and it justifies your spending the time and actually focusing and if you're not getting that kind of a security that kind of a, a backup well then how can you truly and completely commit to it yeah. and and it benefits the client too because look if you sit down with a designer and a designer lays something out and then you as as a purchaser decides that you're going to go on Wayfair or you're going to run out on your own to Pottery Barn and fill it out you may think you're getting something for free but you're not what you're, you're not doing is yeah you are you are basically Getting yourself a vastly inferior product to what you could have a had. Meal design. Well, and you're basically digging yourself a hole to have a problem. Yeah. Amen to that. Yes. Which that's another thing is, any problems that occur, we take care of it. Mm-hmm. The client doesn't have to deal with it. I mean, it's a pure luxury. I mean, it is. It's look. You. It's can... a luxury that everybody can afford, though. Agreed. So that's the yes. word. So when people use the word luxury, or they are taking this out of context in the way of, like I said, as a designer. People think that they need to be bazillionaires to have a designer. You mm-hmm. do not. No. You just need to have a commitment to follow through. And that's my biggest thing is the follow through. So back to this process situation, the reason why I ask for a deposit, it goes against my hours mm-hmm. because the fact that you do need to give a commitment and have the security of that and follow through with, the, with what I'm doing with you. It can take 10 years. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But just do these small things, and eventually your home will be so lovely. Yeah. And or we do it all at one time, yes. or we do it in a year span or two year span. There's just there's a lot of different situations for everybody, but it is the commitment to do it. But also, I have done it. That is the key. We've mm-hmm. gone to school for it. Mm-hmm. We have done all these other extra. Yep. 
committees and um, associations and all of these things that we're in to be able to provide that professional expertise. The experience. So trust us. So basically trust. Mm -hmm. Trust us. Yeah. I mean, that is – I mean – I'm getting ready for Carl to roll his eyes, but here I'm going to say it. Here we go again. The greatest luxury of the 21st century is freedom from choice. And when I say that, what I mean is that you find someone who understands what you want, how you live, how you want to experience your space. And that person has experience and knows what's going to happen in the future because experience gives you the ability to predict the future. Absolutely. As opposed to most people who will do this a handful of times in their lives or more likely than not has just wandered through life picking a little of this, a little of that and never fully bringing stuff together. Well, then they wonder why their home's a shit show. Amen. <laughs> uh, thank you for swearing. <laughs> Did yeah. you bleep that? <laughs> Ooh, two of them. Two of them. Wow. Get racy in here. Word to the wise. Don't f*** with Amy Hagelin. Um, <laughs> I didn't say it. But it's true. It's true. But no. But, and then also the fact is that, you know, you do get greater value by working with a designer. Because well, you know you what? You have One longevity. Yeah. But you also have longevity of product. You have longevity. You have longevity of style. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing that. To me, that is the biggest benefit is that I'm not going to – I'm not a trend. I, okay. Thank Could you. be trendy, can be trendsetter, yes. Mm -hmm. Am I going to make your house that way? No. Mm -hmm. Because the fact is a trend is something that comes and goes. Mm -hmm. you, want, you want style, be it contemporary, transitional, traditional, all the way around, you want everything to last for a long period of time. Yes. So you have to have a timeless sense of style and or to keep that, you know, you can mm -hmm. you can tweak things here and there to go with color tones. We can do these little things that in time we, we do this and this to change it up. But the massive part of your expense is going to be timeless, and it's yes. going to last a long, long time. And by building a relationship, and sense. we so do as designers, not me. You guys are the designers. I'm just a humble Well, Carl's a mixologist at the moment, so <laughs> I don't know what is going on here. We use the term cocktailogist. Cocktailist. I'm drinking the okay. style. Carl is a cocktailogist at the moment. That's a mouthful. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I didn't mean that. Come on. I knew it was going to go there at some point. All right, we're going to record this, this whole, uh, whole segment yeah. again. No, I that was beautiful. Uh, no, but, no, but it is. It, it, it is. You become friends with your clients. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you are a good designer, you are getting into someone's psyche. You are, I mean, you know, as a good friend does, you understand who you're working with. And then you set up a room, you set up a space, you figure out its optimal use. And then when you need to update it or refresh it, you're not going and buying a new sofa. You're buying some new art, some new accessories. So here's the thing. But, you know, you're not even doing new art because typically my clients, their art is insanely expensive. Sometimes their art's worth more than their sofa. True. But here's the thing. You will just tweak things here and there. Mm -hmm. And you're brought into their life consistently to keep doing that. Yep. That's my job. Mm -hmm. But it's also my life. It's your lifestyle. It's how you do it. Um, you know, I just – it's – Design is a lifestyle vocation. You you never stop working if you're an, a skilled interior designer. But if you but love that's it, good. but if you love it, it's not, it's not work. It's the it's not work, and it's the best life you can have. 
Oh my God, that is like the best ending. All right, that's the end of segment three. We got another segment, although frankly, I should just let it all end at that point because you just nailed it. This is Drinking the Style, folks. We'll be back in just a minute. I want to go play hide and seek. I want to go... There may be trouble ahead But while there's moonlight and music And love and romance Let's face the music and dance Welcome back to Drink in the Style. Wait, before we do anything else, I just have to say that as music goes, literally that is the best advice ever. In music. Let's face the music and dance. What else can you do? Disaster about to, uh, to, to, to fall upon you? The, the bill comes due. You may as well dance. Or, yeah. or tap dance around it. <laughs> Could be tap. <laughs> around it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just keep dancing. Anyway. All right. You're listening to Drink in the Style. Amy Haglin is about to teach Carl Peltier how to make a real martini in like, 30 seconds. Amy, hit it. Well, you just put your ice in your shaker. You put your vodka in. Oh, nice. Okay. Then you lace the tiniest smidgen of vermouth. Then you put in your nice naughty. And Amy's going hard at the dirty. Oh, look at that. Mm -hmm. Then you shake it. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I thought you were going to shake it. All right, this is troubling, but I have to admit, Carla has a better shaking technique. (laughs) (laughs) Carl knows how to do it better because he's got his own shake to shake. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) Oh, thank God the FCC doesn't monitor podcasts that closely. Mine sounds better. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd still choose you. (laughs) Thank you. And there it is. Now you have a very light... Uh, or a very dry martini. All right. You're not, or you are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, guys, we've done. Uh, well, I'm personally, this is my fourth martini in the hour and a half. Well, fourth. It's not really because you're not in a out. real. You're not with a real. You're not in a real glass, so we don't know really what's happening here. You're being nice. Yeah. Luckily, I am Superman when it comes to liquor. Okay. On to the next. <laughs> it's my special power. I love that. I'm like. <laughs> Okay, now we're talking about what. All right. You know, we're going to make you, we're going to give you a chance to plug yourself at this point. All right. Are you happy? Okay, good. Well, first and foremost, seriously, people are listening. People know that you are seriously, here's what I want to say about you. Seriously, as all designers go, Carly, good at this too and stuff, but Amy, you first and foremost, honestly, are a designer who will. Truly, you you are not seeking to reflect without input a client's desires. You are going to give the unvarnished truth in what you do. And there's so much value to that. That is true. 
I know. <laughs> See, and there it is. And that was the perfect answer. You're a hunt. No, it, it is true. It is true. Uh, you're incredibly good at what you do. Well, and- I appreciate that, but I've had a lot of years of experience for that. And a lot of people to teach me along the way. So there's a lot of, um, you know, you have to give credit where credit's due. And there's a lot of people who have helped me along the way and still do. I still don't know everything. Mm-hmm. There are so many facets of this profession and that's the great thing about it you're never bored you're never still you should never be if you um, keep producing the same design if you keep going to the same palette yes. over and over and stuff you, it's going to bore you it's going to kill your own soul even if it's what people necessarily want your job is to dig a little bit deeper and draw something out long term and that's where when you are going to ask me the next question about oh, uh <laughs> Uh, we were talking earlier. Your signature style. Sign- we were talking about your signature, signature style. style. So I don't have a signature style, and I shouldn't. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. my client has their signature style, and that is my job to provide them their home and their comfort level of what they like. True. Not what I like. There are, yes. I mean, definitely. There are yeses and noes. And if someone really wants orange shag, are you going to do it? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. But I there is, and, and we'll do it my way. Yes. So there are certain things that are done the way that I think they should be done and the way that I can envision them. I do have a lot of clients that don't visualize well. That's my job. Mm-hmm. And that's why they've hired me. Mm-hmm. So I can take that on and help them, there are a lot of um, musts and must nots. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to a style, a specific situation, no, I'll do contemporary, I'll do transitional, I'll do traditional, um, you know, mid-century modern, all of that, because the fact is everybody has their own vision of success. Mm-hmm. In their home, in a vision of success in your home, meaning you people, a lot of people aspire to have something, be it if it's a mid-century modern look, if it's a, you know, like Palm Springs, Palm Desert, if it's a um, coastal look, if it's a lake look, if it's a Montana Lodge look, everybody has their own feeling of comfort in where they feel success and where their success has brought them. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is that's my job. You know, you bring up a really good point in talking about the things. As designers go, and obviously I know quite a few designers, but of all of them, you are one of the top designers who will go to clients' remote locations, their yes. vacation homes, be it, I mean, where are you? Where, where's, where in the world is Amy Haglin? She could be in the Cayman. She could be in Mexico. She could be absolutely anywhere. And in order for you to do that, though, you cannot have the signature style that you're looking for because it's always going to be a different environment. Well, and that's absolutely, you know, that's correct. And I'm doing a condo um, in Naples right now with some clients who are wonderful and we have a great time when we're down there. But also we want to make sure that it's their home. And it's not just a coastal contemporary that is what everybody in Florida does. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure when they're there that they can entertain and also live in it and love it. And I feel like we're, you know, 
we do a really good job together, the client and I, and they're friends, but they're also clients, and they um, they listen to my perspective, and I listen to theirs, mm-hmm. and that is key, is really just being honest, having trust, and listening to what each other has to say, and if you can follow through on that, you really end up with a, a really hot project. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, it makes yeah. it, communication is a key. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it true unvarnished communication. Well, you got to varnish things. I mean, everything's got to have a little bit of varnish, I suppose. I always I always say a good designer is like a chameleon. We should not have a, a set style. Carl's still inputting here. You know what? <laughs> you know, it's about Amy. <laughs> I'm not hiding in the corner. <laughs> it's so fun to mess with him. <laughs> I thought you meant as and you could be a good, good designer. And, and, and a mentor told me that years ago. Yeah, I do agree with that in the way of you I, You should be a chameleon. But the thing is, here's our our job in our profession does bring us to the forefront. And it does give us um, a platform to talk to people about things that you wouldn't normally be able to ask questions about. And But people's personal lives. And so with that and with your style and their style – you just have to make sure that you also are putting your name on it. Mm-hmm. So the client doesn't consistently get to rule the roost on that. But you have to help them develop their comfort zone mm-hmm. and their comfort level to what you're going to put your stamp on. Trust. Because – and it's trust. And I mean I've been so fortunate that my clients um, – that has not backfired. Mm-hmm. It with my with my friends and clients, and I like to say that because I think clients are friends, and I do think that you, if they give you that trust and and you you follow through on everything, you should be able to really give them a home and an atmosphere that they love. Like I always say, I do not want them to come in their home and hate any part of it because they're going to look around and be like, I I hate that table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we call this the Amy. Believe Hankman it. Did you believe table. it? Did you believe it? Um, <laughs> or this chair? You know, this chair was seven thousand dollars, and I hate it. No, mm-hmm. you lo- you. I want to make sure that when it's a seven thousand dollar chair, you love it every time you sit in it. Hell yeah, and you do, and you know what they will like because again, not like, you have experience. Love, not like love. Right. I want them to love it all very quickly throw out someplace where folks can get in touch with you or see what you've done um i advertise with artful living magazine it's one of my favorites midwest home minneapolis st paul magazine also i office out at international market square i office out of the district and you can just look at amy e hagland interior design that's where i am and she can text you, just folks. Google, you can just Google my name. She knows. Just yeah, Google. You can. Just she's Google. everywhere. All right, oh. folks. That's where it ends. I am going to throw out a quick quote, though, before we end this whole thing, because we're about to hit spring break. I'm going to quote my uh, uh, comedian, Bobby Slayton. Ladies and gentlemen, there are two types of air travel in the United States. First class and third world. Good luck, everybody. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs>